Yeah, if you're like a one trick pony of you only have one way of going about things, then you're just not a good salesperson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just tell people that all the time. I'm like, look, my first objective with sales is to number one, just kind of set expectations in the tone, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's exactly what you did right there. Hey, before we even get into just like, hey, how you doing? I already know you're pissed. This sucks. Whatever, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, everything's just out in the open. I even do that on stage and everything else. Like even in my ads, I'd be like, hey, so here's the deal, guys. Uh, th- this call is for coaching. It cost three to 30,000 bucks. You're, you're coming on the call to learn about that and see if it's yeah. a good fit. And, you know, if it's not all good. And it's just like, that's I, saw, it. I saw Grant Cardone say something. And he uh, he was talking about when he sold the house to someone, of the, one of the Waltons. Uh-huh. And he said his sales pitch was he walks in the home and he would say everything that's wrong with it right from the beginning. Yep. Which makes him focus on all the positives, which I love that. It's it's different. It's just, I've learned that nothing can help you more in sales than learning to break their preoccupational state. Mm-hmm. Meaning when I was jumping on that call, they were ready to go off of me just like they did everyone else. Yeah. So what I did, I broke their preoccupation when they're like, you know what I mean? It's no different than knocking on a door or knocking on 10 doors. And, and the first person says, I'm not interested. Next person says, I'm busy. And they go down the line saying those same things. So the 10th door I go, Hey, Ryan, I know you're busy and not interested. And you're like, yeah. And then you can't say anything. And I'm like, reason why I'm here. And then you hear me out. Yeah. It's breaking their preoccupational state. Yeah. hundred percent pattern interrupt, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And, uh, it's funny because, you know, if you're, if you're going to just set expectations right out the gate, yeah, it just kind of like gets that man. When's he going to pitch me? When's he going to do it? It's like, yeah. no, yeah. Like I'm going to, don't worry. I'm going to pitch you. All right. But just. Let's talk about what we need to talk about first sure. to make sure it's a fit. Sure. And uh, people respect it. And even on top of that, you know, with just even setting the tone, right? I'm trying to always find commonality with somebody, right? So for you, I'm sure you told those people at some point, yeah, I lived in New York. Like I get it. Of course. Right? I would do the same. I'd be like, oh, Grant, you lived in you live in Houston? Cool, man. I actually spent a year in DFW nice. and I was playing baseball there. So totally get where you're coming from freaking hot out there yeah and uh you know commonalities now built exactly and then you just kind of go from there and you start to see okay grant is very even killed all these things i can work with this guy i like this ryan guy okay i'll hear you out yeah and you get the real the real version themselves where they're not on guard exactly so yeah i think it's important for everyone when they're doing sales number one like you said to be authentic right being authentic to yourself is very different um, for everyone, number one, but also to being authentic to how you yourself are, are going to handle a certain person, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you said, those New York people, if you just try to be laid back and chill and whatever, and they're just going to steamroll you, yeah. you got to like me authentically, I am going to push back and fight back and Same. say, well, hey, listen up, dude. Like, I don't have to be here. You want to yeah. hear it or not? Yeah. If you don't want to be here. Ain't nobody forcing you to be on this call. Exactly. So do you want to hear it or not? Yeah. And they're like, whoa, all right. You're like, um, all right. Well, yeah. Well, what do you have to say? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very, I would say I'm actually kind of confrontational in sales Yeah. a little bit because it's very, uh, well, I, I actually like the word you used at the very beginning of this because this is like my number one thing. Mm-hmm. You use the word indifferent. Mm-hmm. And I think the word indifferent is important because if you truly are indifferent to the sale. Mm. Hey, whether you do it or not, my life's not going to change. Exactly. So 
I truly believe that this product, this service, this will help you more than it's going to help me, right? It's my obligation to sell you this, but just know I don't need the sale. Okay. And that's what changed. There was one tie, one simple tie down that I implemented in our sales process. And it was first in mind when, when I, I was talking about that experience where I had to like put myself in a corner, build up the company from scratch, basically again, early, early on is what I would do is I would just pre-frame the outcome and objective that we wanted and had a mutual agreement between myself, whoever we're doing business with. So I'd build rapport, we'd get relaxed, they're, they're just calm, I was indifferent, and I wasn't attached to the outcome. And I'd go, guys, like obviously I don't wanna get ahead of ourselves, we don't even know if this is gonna make sense or not. But assuming it does, like we'll definitely get you guys set up today. Um, if it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like what's cool is like we never have to worry about this again and we'll just know after a day, is that cool with you guys? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, now they knew, okay, today is a same day decision. And I've already done all the stuff that we talked. Expectations. Yep. Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't get the thing that we want. We're dating someone, we're friends with someone, we work somewhere. And I know about you, I've experienced this so much with salespeople and hiring is the biggest issue that happens with anything between multiple parties, multiple businesses, multiple people is miss expectations. Yes. They weren't set. And 95% of all your problems that happen to do with people, which I think are the hardest ones, can be eliminated through set expectations. Yeah. Hey, this is how long the solar is going to take to get on your house. Yeah. Right. And it's, you're, there probably are going to be mess ups. There's going to be delays. We don't owe that. We don't own the city of Las Vegas. Yeah. We don't own the utility company. Right. There will be delays. The only difference is it's 100% going to insult and it's 100% going to work like we're saying. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. And I think the thing with expectations is, especially if you're like cold calling, but even if you're not cold calling, setting an expectation on, hey, this is the desired outcome that we are working towards. Yeah. And this is how long it's going to take because you start just meeting with somebody and there's no time frame on when this is going to end, where we're taking it, why we're even speaking. Mm -hmm. People just are like, uh, where are we going with all this? Like, yeah. why am I here? I got other th like their mind starts wandering, but home sure. like, hey, Grant, this podcast is going to take an hour. OK, you, you got to be out here by then. OK, the outcome is this. I'm hoping that we can achieve X, Y, Z in this hour. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. And you're like, yeah, great. I'm like, all right, awesome. Yeah, so exactly. You know, I think people need to do that with sales. I think also, too, with, you know, another thing you mentioned was just like uh, being authentic and, and, you know, cool and everything else. How do you get somebody who's not good at like going for the clothes? They're so good at building rapport and talking and even BSing, mm -hmm. but then they just struggle to go for the clothes. Well, what I found is really great closers are just actually amazing at the pitch and the customer closes themselves. Mm -hmm. So I look at closing as facilitating the transaction. I don't look at it as convincing them to do something. Mm -hmm. So if... If I'm pitching them, I've set the right expectations, we've gone through everything, it makes sense for them to do the wholesale deal, to get solar, yeah. to buy the tech, whatever the case may be, you assume the sell and you have an exact same process. Mm -hmm. We ask for the business. This is what's going to happen next. Perfect. You're going to get this email. Home. Real quick, what's your zip code? Perfect. What's your address? Okay, cool. What's this? Okay, cool. Go ahead. It's like literally we're just facilitating the transaction. The best way I can convey this is everyone, um, I know you've bought a million cars and everyone that listened has bought a car before. What's the difference in the personality between the sales rep that sold you the car and the finance manager that's walking you through the documents? 
Um, the finance guy is just like going through a process. Matter of fact. Yeah. It's already been sold. So it's just, they just basically can't F it up. So they're yeah. like this, you have a question, they, they answer it. Yeah. They say this, do this. That's kind of what closing is like. It's facilitating the process. Mm. The mistake that people make is they start getting into the close and they start overcompensating. They start explaining why it's great. They start keep reminding them why it's a good deal. Yeah. yeah. They do all those things. And you need to shut up. You're at the front doorstep with the girl. Yeah. She's playing with her hair. She keeps looking at you. She wants you to kiss her. And you start talking about football. Yeah. Yeah. Just kiss the girl. Yeah. So closing is done before you get to the close. The actual close is about not saying something dumb. It's just a formality. It's just a formality. It's just actually facilitating the actual transaction. And when they have questions, when they have objections, great question. Grant, how long is this insult? What's going to happen if it gets delayed? Then Saul will just be pushed back further, but you guys won't pay anything until three months after installation. So go ahead and go to section nine. So this means, hey, Grant, when is the site survey going to be? It's going to be next week and we're between Tuesday and Friday. We'll have the team reach out. Does that make sense? Perfect. Let's go to section 10. Yeah. 